was not trust. Like that was a, a situation that he couldn't trust me. Like I made something behind his back. But I think when we talk and we show our intentions and the other person is not close to listen to what you're saying, that's what always makes us go through all the challenges we've had, right? Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 154. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with Mariana and Rob, and it is incredible. They are Brazilian, have been married for about two years, and moved to New York City a few years ago as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really fun story. They've are kind of done some things, maybe. <laughs> Not in quite the... They're, they've learned a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Maybe they've learned from their mistakes. Well, or each other's mistakes. Yeah, sure. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a really fun adventure, and we're really super excited to share it with you. Um, a couple of quick things. One of the things that Mariana is doing, or has done, I suppose, is she wrote a book. Yes, a really awesome book is called A Color Named Love, and she is... It's a children's book. It is. It's a children's look, book trying to uh, teach children about polyamorous families. Or non-monogamy in general. Like it, the, Basically, the main characters in the book is like a, a girl who has multiple sets of parents. Right. And so... Or parents and then co-parents or some variation of that. And so it's a really... Uh, just sort of a fresh look at it. So anyway, the point is she is launching a Kickstarter actually yesterday to help sort of fund the book. She's not like a millionaire author. This isn't the uh, J.K. Rowling. The, <laughs> uh, that's a bad name to reference. I was enough. like, what She's, are you doing? <laughs> anyway, so here's what we're I'm rambling. <laughs> Let's get to the point. <laughs> the point is go over to our show notes or down in the show notes of your podcast player Click the link to go and support Mariana and Rob and her amazing book um, on the Kickstarter. We would love it if you do. And we are not financially backed, paid for, or anything by this book. We just love what she's doing and we want to spread the love. Go spread the love, the color named love. We would really appreciate it if you go sign up for a Kickstarter and support this project. We think it has a lot of potential. I feel like you just said everything I said. Yeah, well, it doesn't doesn't hurt to reiterate. I feel like you're going to say, can you just edit out everything you said? (laughs) And keep what I said. Because you rambled. <laughs> All <laughs> okay. right. So the next thing, we've just got a couple of short, very quick, super fast announcements about some of the things going on in our community. The first is a virtual meet and greet coming up, our next one, this Friday, the 13th. We're going to have it from 10 p.m. Eastern to midnight, and that's mostly so the West Coast folks can get out of work first. These are super fun events. We're going to talk more about it in the outro, but please come join us. We'd love to have you. These are open to anyone, and they are $10. Uh, You can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the meet and greet tab to sign up. 
And to learn more if you don't stick around to the outro. Yes. But I don't know why you wouldn't. Of course. They want to listen to us more. We also have some exciting things going on for Patreon. Uh, Thank you. A huge thank you to all the Patreon supporters. If you're not sure what we're talking about, again, you just have to listen to the outro or go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the Patreon button and you can learn everything you would ever need. But we have a couple of exciting dates that we want to just throw out there for the Patreon supporters. The first is the women's discussion call is actually tonight, November 11th. If you happen to be listening to this on the day it is released, if you missed it, don't worry. There'll be another one next month. Just go to our um, website and you can find the information there. Uh, Also, our next men's group call, which actually our first official one, is uh, next week. November 17th. And then the Q&A, which we do a monthly Q&A, is November 18th, next Wednesday. So we're trying to put stuff here so that it gets done before we don't interfere with the Thanksgiving holiday. American Thanksgiving. I know all of the other people are like, we don't care about Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes, but we're trying to avoid that. (laughs) All righty. I think that's pretty much all. Other than we did want to remind everybody, if you're starting to go out and meet people again in person, first of all, wear a mask. Second of all, Head over to our website under the resources page and get yourself some STD testing done. Yes. How should they do it, Emma? (laughs) What service should they use? You should use stdcheck.com. It's one of our favorite ways to get tested. And like we have different other ways. Okay. We have it our is, we have our, our own, f- oh we have our favorite ways and then our not so favorite ways. Uh, this is the best way. How about oh that? Oh boy, this is the best way to get tested for STIs. Go, you can get a ten dollar discount and it supports the show. Go to our website normalizingnonmonogamy.com, Click on the resources page, like Finn said earlier, and go use those links. We really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's one of our favorite ways. <laughs> And it's, it's one of our favorite ways for you to help support the show. Uh, it, it is. So thank you again to everybody who's made it this far in the intro. Now let's head over and talk to Mariana and Rob. Quit laughing at me. <laughs> they don't know anything that just happened because I'm going to edit it out. I know, I know. And for once, it was not me who made the mistake. Mariana and Rob, here it goes. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well... Oh, I don't know how to say bienvenido. It's, it's the same, right? And and Portuguese are pretty close. Oh, not the same, but it's close. It's bem, bem-vindo. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> okay. You go. You do it. <laughs> ben, benvenido. No? A little ben like it's... Vindo. Vindo. Benvindo. Benvindo. Yeah. Benvindo. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Obrigada. <laughs> well, we'll just leave that in and thank you... <laughs> Thank you both. <laughs> for, we're, we're learning Portuguese. Yeah, we're learning fly. Portuguese. So yeah. we we appreciate we appreciate the quick lesson, um, <laughs> and thank you both for coming on. We're super excited to chat. We've been talking for a little while, and I think we're excited for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're excited, excited too. <laughs> so I mean, nobody knows you. We don't know you other than the little bit. Do you mind introducing yourselves, uh, Mariana and Rob? Did I do it right? Did I say it right? Yes. I think you're maybe Brazilian in your past life. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We have a lot of practice learning Spanish, but that's definitely not the same as Portuguese. <laughs> but it's kind of similar. It's similar. You got to learn. You got to roll those R's. That's yeah, part of similar. it. Yes. So I'm Mariana. Mariana. But for you, it can be Mariana. <laughs> uh, I'm 28 years old. I'm originally from Brazil. 
And we're living now, me and Rob, my husband in New York. We've been here for two years now. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rob. I I am Brazilian as well. I'm kind of here not to talk a lot about myself, but to support Mariana. And talk a little <laughs> bit about ourselves as well. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, we'll pull some information out of you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, do you mind maybe giving us a high-level view of what your relationship sort of dynamic looks like, and then we can go back in time to find out how that came to be uh, the way it is. So we've been married for two years now. We've been married for two years. We got married in Brazil. We decided to get married kind of out of the blue. We were together for like, how long? Six months? One year. No, less than one year when we decided to get married, right? No. One year? More than one year. More than one year. But <laughs> we we lived in a... So we were monogamous. We lived in a monogamous relationship before. I've never been polygamous. Never in my life. Have you been? Polyamorous. Polyamorous. Uh, have you been? No. Yeah, no. Yeah, we've never been polyamorous before. Um, I, I never had an open relationship. Yeah, I never had an open relationship. I come from a really, really big family. Everyone is really close. We have this village of aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas. And my grandma and my grandpa, they were married for 50 years now. So for me, they were like something I look up to. I want to be like them. I want to have this loving relationship. And my parents split up when I was really young. So I kind of have this balance between is it all going to go wrong or is it all going to go right? What should I do with my life? And I had a really bad previous relationship, a lot of things going on, and it was always monogamous. And I was always very insecure about myself. What should I do about me? And then I met Rob. We we were monogamous for one yeah. year, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We we <laughs> kind of never, kind of like never talked about it a lot. I, like we never question it for each other, I guess. Like it, like things started to. Yeah, it was never something that was in our agenda. Like yeah, I knew it existed, but it was not part of my life. It was not something that I was, I I didn't this I was not discovering it. I think, and it's like a it was a funny story because there was this girl that loved hop. <laughs> and we were like, a, we like to go out a lot. We love parties, love electronic music. We go out a lot at night and there's like a lot going on in these parties. And then once I went to the bathroom and this girl tried to kiss you, right? Yeah, one party, yeah. She asked if she, if she could kiss you and then you said... No, she, she, she went to the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but you wanted to kiss her, right? Huh? You wanted to kiss her? I wanted to kiss her. But what do you say? Because I, like, we were like beginning, uh, it was in the beginning. I think we were kind of like knowing each other. Uh, we were together for like Six two months, months. Yeah. no less than that. I never like, know time. Just two or three months. <laughs> two or three months we were together. Like we weren't like really like together, like as a, like a, 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 a couple. couple. We were just hooking up. We were, yeah, we were kind of like hooking up. But we have, like, this whole culture of monogamy and, like, people get, like, people usually get, like, really jealous. So... So monogamy had kind of been assumed then in your relationship, even in those first few months. Yeah, yes, I assumed. So I assumed she would be, like... Upset. Upset about, like, 
me like kissing another girl when she was like in the bathroom. I didn't even like talk to her. So it wasn't ever like, like uh, a conversation. So I, I was not comfortable uh, like doing that, like behind her back. I don't know. I, I didn't even know her like beliefs or, or yeah, we didn't know each other was, that like, much. Yeah. And then, but I've started seeing this girl all the time. Rob never talked about her to me. And then one time when we were like together for a while, Rob was like, Oh, that girl remembering that part. And I was like, yeah, I saw because I'm very like, I am a spy. I look at everything I know. And I was like, Rob, I felt something was wrong. That girl was always surrounding you. Like she's like this. And I, when I was with him, she was always around. So I was like, yeah, I saw something happen at that party. He was like, yeah, he tried to kiss. She tried to kiss me then, but then nothing happened because of you. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Okay. Because we already knew each other a while. And then we went to another party and this girl was there. So yeah, this was like, more time after uh, like this we we already had like i think more than six months together so we were kind of like or, already like a couple in yeah, this other time but not talking about non-monogamy and then this girl was at this party and she was looking at rob non-stop so i was like okay if i can defeat her let me go with her so i was like hi how are you so i'm seeing you looking a lot at my boyfriend if you want to kiss him it's fine but you have to kiss me first Oh my God. She was like, no, no, no. I have a boyfriend. This is never my intention. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And she ran. And then Rob was like, I love that you did this. This was amazing. I was like, oh, I, felt thought, amazing. I, I thought it was pretty badass. Like it was, was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was, whoa, this girl is like, she's fire. <laughs> and we were pissed at her, right? We were like, this girl, she's looking at Rob, but then she's like, no, so scared when I, oh yeah, she yeah. It me. was a, yeah. So I got so many points by doing that. Like I was so well, <laughs> I got so many points. This girl was like, no, she lost all her points. So I think it kind of started there. Right. Something. I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. Taking a step back. I, I think I always like questioned a little bit like monogamous relationships, but I was always like afraid of like actually acting about it or like having like really serious conversations about it because I never had like the information. Uh, I don't know. It was never something that was kind of like normal for me. So I was always afraid about it. So I never kind of like, went after it mm -hmm. right is is non-monogamy something that or polyamory or even swinging are these common things in brazil like did you have examples of these in your life growing up that you knew of i mean mariana you talked about your parents versus your grandparents but like around you in life no that's like it, i can tell you now for me polyamory was something that it's funny, after you find out about it, everyone starts telling stories and everyone you know is like, oh, actually, I know someone and I am. And I don't, like everyone has something to tell mm -hmm. about it. But before it, it, since it's something I don't know about it, it's not something I look for and I don't understand. And I, and for me, it's not a reality. So uh, it's for sure it's common in Brazil and we've been figuring out it's common everywhere, like especially. Yeah, I think it's, it's common like everywhere it's not like more common over there or it's something that's like i believe people in brazil they're much more like open like especially for like uh, uh like uh sexual or or 
uh, people are much more open to like hooking up with each other and like knowing other people. But like with a relationship, it's not very like it's not normally open. Like it's actually kind of like a taboo, like talking about these things. I think that's what like creates a little bit of this questioning. uh, no, this mystery around it, like, uh, like nobody talks about it. So it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's off limits, you know? Yeah. And even like my mother, she's, she's a psychologist. She's super open. She's open to everything. And polyamory is not something she mentioned about. And it's so funny how they put that in a different bucket of one is polyamory. It's not nice. Maybe it's perverted is orgies. And the other is like, it's fine. Is your stepdad? Is your another stepdad? Is your, so it's really funny how society portrays polyamory sometimes. So that's yeah. why we didn't know a lot about it. Yeah. yeah no, I completely sure. agree. And so, so you, you, uh, you, you throw down the gauntlet for this woman <laughs> at, the party. at the club and say, you, yeah. if you want to kiss Rob, you've got to kiss me. And that yeah. sounds like it didn't happen, but this did this start a conversation between the two of you? Totally. You think? Uh, right yeah. after that? No, 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 not right after that, but I think <laughs> that started like the I think mindset. that started yeah, that that started like it was kind of like sparkle for both of us, I guess. Yeah. Of like, oh this is like, possible. Both of us were yeah, this is possible. Yes, yes. And then we so we go to a lot of parties. We had a we have a huge group of friends in Brazil, which were very very fond of like boys and girls, everyone, and they all come from like photography background, DJ background. They all like this cultural is a really big cultural spectrum of friends, and we went to a party with them, of course, another party. And there was I've never kissed a girl in my life before, and I didn't know I liked kissing girls. I didn't know anything about it because again, it's not something I talk about. It's not something very, very common. It wasn't very common. And then I was in this party, me and Rob and friends and dancing everyone. Our friend was DJing. And then I came up to my friend. I was like, I think we should kiss. And she was like, in front of everyone? You think so? No, let's go to the other side. And I don't tell Rob. Me and her, we leave, we kiss. And then we come back. And I was like, Rob, Rob, I just kissed this girl. And then Rob was like, what did you feel? I don't know. I think I I felt a little jealous but i was not pissed i was kind of like wait what uh, mm, uh. <laughs> yeah but i was like it was a surprise for me in that time uh like for for context i think this like this group of friends that we had like they were like all like from from the same like hometown which is like brasilia the capital so we had like a really kind of like a really nice bond together and they were all like very liberal and like yeah they are very open and i think on the day after for me the most important was when i did that it was not nice like i can't go kissing people around without talking to rob and seeing if it's fine with him and it's fine with us and i just because i'm very how is the word when you're very you do whatever you want (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but i'm very like I don't tend to think a lot. I just go and I do things. Like carefree. And yeah, very carefree. Very carefree. And and Rob is very accepting. Not, not only carefree. It's kind of like unconsequential. Uh, like that word inconsequential. exists. Yeah. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. And Rob is very accepting. So for me, he didn't say anything at the party. He was like, okay. And then the next day we had this big conversation about jealousy. What did you feel? 
tell me your feelings. What did I felt? What did he felt? Why have I done that? Why have you done that? Like, and we were like for two hours just talking about whys and hows and wheres and becauses. And I think that in that conversation, we're like, okay, so this is what you want. This is what I want. How can we do that in a way that is good for both of us? Yeah. And, and, and so that was all. So the, the kiss sort of then spurred this conversation because it was the first time either one of you had taken any action on the ideas that you've talked about, but never really put in a plan of how to do it. Totally. Yeah. It was not a plan at first. Yeah, it was never a plan. And I think what Rob came out to me and said was like, I'm feeling jealous because maybe you prefer her. And I was like, yeah, I don't prefer her. I really like kissing her. She's a friend of mine. I'm very fond of her. And Rob also likes her a lot. So it made him easier to understand why would I love her as well as a friend. And then kissing would be something that would naturally come up. And Rob said, okay, I really want to kiss her as well, but she has a boyfriend. And when I asked her on the other day, she was like, yeah, I don't know if I can kiss Rob because my boyfriend, maybe he won't allow, but his boyfriend is very, very close to us. So this also started a whole conversation about what they think is allowed. So can your boyfriend kiss me? Can like, what can we do in terms of a group as we are? And I think that was really, really interesting because since they are so open, it was never something that they pointed fingers at us. It was never something that we didn't talk about. It was always very, very conversational and we always had this feeling that we were allowing things that was good for everyone it was never judged or never like it was never like a we always try like to think and and talk because like the i think the worst thing you can do is like oh no you can't it's like prohibited and like this is like very harmful so we always try to be like very open-minded like talk a lot about our feelings our insecurities try to be aware of ourselves so i think that helps a lot after that kiss oh my god i started kissing everyone i could and not just you i I think everybody started like to open up ah, because no one from this group had kissed one another we were like 12 people no one had kissed each other before and then this started the mindset that it's fine if you like someone and if you love a friend why don't you kiss them why don't you hook up with them why don't you stay together like why don't you extend that friendly love to something else and there was always this fear that maybe tomorrow is gonna be weird maybe we don't want to talk to each other maybe we kiss so now it's bad but it's such a thing that it's like set up in our minds from your past relationships like no if you kiss then you have a compromise like you're compromised with that person and then and no like take 10 10 steps backward and we were like we were the same friends we were talked about the same things and it just strengthened our bonds so much and like everyone started kissing and it was something that it was like amazing it was very very fun fun yeah no that's incredible too that you had like the original couple that you kissed and then had those conversations with I mean just the fact that you two had conversations, but then you had friends right there that you could talk to and have no judgment from them. And, you know, you have no judgment towards them and just have open conversation. That's, that's incredible that you had that as a, like a a base, because then you can kind of all explore together. Like you said, everyone started kissing each other and like, what, how else? Like, it's so fun. Like that's super fun way to start exploring. 
Yeah, I I just recalled something that is very funny. I think it was actually the second time that we kissed, like them. Uh, we were kind of like in another party, like a, in in uh, in the house of a friend. It was our goodbye party. We were leaving Brazil, and it was really sad because we had just started this kissing thing and this no, exploring. No, no. Yeah, it was in our good. It was our goodbye party, the party that we had the switch. Yeah. Yeah, it was our goodbye part. And was it was cool. very intense because we were saying goodbye and it had started like for two months and we were like, kissing everyone, we can explore, maybe we can have sex, what can we do? And then we have to leave. But we had this goodbye party, and then that one happened. I thought it was all the party. Like that was like the was almost like a high school thing. Like we were like the girls were like in the back of like the house, like kind of like hiding, and they were like kissing. And like at some point, like some like one of them goes and, and and gets like me or 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 the guy from the other girl. They they grabbed us and they took us like to the to the back of the of the house, like in the hiding place, and like. Oh, do you want to? Uh, you guys want to like switch and like we kiss like the other kiss the other, and was like I felt like very like high school thing yeah, to do. So so high school. Funny. We were so nervous, and I was like, "Do you think I can kiss your boyfriend and you can kiss mine?" And she was like, "Yeah, I think we've done it before. Let's do it all together." So fine. And then we all went to the back to the house, and we like switched. And for like five seconds, and then we look at each other and we laugh and we're like, what are we doing? But it was so new and it felt exactly how you feel when you start a new relationship when you're a kid. It's so new. Your first kiss, your first love, and you're shy and you don't know. We're learning everything again and it's fine and it's fun because we're learning together. That was like for me what was most important. Yeah. 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 No, that's super fun. And so this... Had you two talked about, because you just mentioned, like, could we do this? Could we do that? Had you two discussed, like... The what-ifs? The what-ifs. Are we allowed to do more than kiss? What are our limits? Where where do we want this to go? Did you have any rules? Not that much. Since Rob said I'm a little bit carefree and also <laughs> a little bit... What was the word? Inconsequential. Inconsequential. We didn't talk a lot before. We felt what we should do and we talked after. So we never stopped talking. But sometimes when you were like in the heat of the moment, we didn't talk about it. Of course, I never am going to go out. Like I never went out on a date without telling Rob or I will never do something without telling him. He was always with me while those things were happening. So it was fine. And then there was one day. Uh, yeah, I think I think there was nothing planned. Like n- we never like planned next steps. Like oh no, now we can do like a little more, or oh no, we can like we never planned steps. Like things just happen, and we were like always like trying to be open and talk about it. Like yeah. things happening, opening, talking about it. Wait, <laughs> there was a very dramatic situation when. I, again, being carefree, so carefree. So I was traveling to New York before Rob. So I had to come here like almost a month before him to set everything up while he was still working in Brazil. And I had, so I had this friend that I had kissed come to our house, mine and Rob's, to pack my bags with me and help me. And Rob was at his work. And I was there. She was there. I was like, I have to have sex with her now. 
I feel the urge. I need to. And I was like, I think we should kiss. And she was like, Mari, but is like in the afternoon, there's like, and I was like, please. So we started this kissing and she was like, my boyfriend's going to kill me. And I said, Rob is going to kill me too, but we have to do it. And then we were there. It was so like, and then we had sex. And then right after that, we were like, so depressed. Like it was so good, but we were like, oh my God, what have we done? We didn't tell the boys they're going to kill us. And then again, we tell after. So she texted her boyfriend. I texted Rob. Hi, Rob. You know what just happened? Rob was like, what? What's going on? What? I just had sex with our friend and you wanted to die, right? I was, I was, this, this time I was very like, I was very angry, especially because it was like her last day and I was staying and she was going yeah. and it was actually the first time too that she that that she was like hooking up with a friend and was wasn't like a party wasn't like a, a night that we were like having fun. In a, yeah having fun and like things like uh, 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 on top of each other but this time it was like the light of the day they were like packing uh, 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 the luggage so it was like it was I felt I felt like out of everything like and especially that day uh, it was like I, I, I got like very very angry and sad and was was really bad actually yeah so, and it was so. very dramatic because my mom came to pick me up and then Rob came to pick me up and then Two friends came to pick me up because we were all going to go on a tour to leave me at the airport. So Rob was in the car, mute. Was very my awkward. mom was in the car. My friends were in the car. Everyone was in the car. And I was like, Rob is hating me right now. And no one in the car knew except me, Rob, and the girl. And she was coming with me as well because she was one of my best friends. And then it was like very, we all went to have dinner, but I was not talking to Rob and I was leaving him for a month. So it was a really, really bad call of myself. I'm sorry, bro. Inconsequential again. Yeah. So maybe not so inconsequential uh, after all. Um, so how did you two get through that? And, yeah. And I mean, clearly, spoiler alert, you're still together. Um, so it obviously didn't end your relationship. So how... But it was an obvious breach of trust. For sure. There. For sure. So how did you two move forward with that? I mean, you're now apart for a month and you're... You're relocate. I mean, you're upending your entire life to move to another country. So there's a lot happening. Yeah, it wasn't like it was very hard because I couldn't be like a hundred percent mad with her because she was going. So I needed like I couldn't like not hug and kiss her goodbye. You know, like I, like so that's uh, I think that. I was kind of like almost forced to <laughs> to be a little okay with it because if I didn't, it would be like really, really bad. Like for me, like staying and not, not having that kind of like started out a little bit. But I think what solved it for us and what always solves for us and what we've seen that solves for everyone is we talked and we talked and we talked and we talked yeah, always. and we let it very clear again, the intentions and why we did that. Like, I think 
something that I didn't have when I was on a monogamous relationship with other partners. And then I had with Rob is that I can be really, really open about everything because when you are in a monogamous relationship, if you think someone is cute, you don't say anything. If you, if someone looks at you, you don't say anything. And when you are on a non-monogamous relationship, everything becomes exciting. I can tell Rob everything. He can tell me everything. I'm happy for him. I think compersion is the word. Like I love seeing him hook up with other girls. And I think we started to build this thing together that we start we talk and talk and talk and talk every time until we're like exhausted of explaining ourselves. But we have a lot of empathy when we're doing that. I put up myself a lot of Rob's shoes and I think you do the same with me, like just trying to see each other's side with a lot of patience. And that's I, how I think we build this. Sometimes there was not trust. Like that was a, a situation that he couldn't trust me. Like I made something behind his back. But I think when we talk and we show our intentions and the other person is not close to listen to what you're saying, that's what always makes us go through all the challenges we've had, right? Yeah, and I think like this like this honesty like has like this all this this benefits that is kind of like Mariana did that. She was completely inconsequential, but I like we are always like honest with our feelings and our acts. So she explained to me what was going on. And like, it's, it's easy to understand when you are like completely honest uh, yeah. about your feelings, about, uh, about your, your, how can I say like things you want, like, mm -hmm. Intentions, your desires, too. yeah, your yeah, intentions, your desires. So, having honesty, like about everything, is like makes things like very easy to kind of like understand. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, thank you for sharing because I think, like, that's a definitely a hard thing to go through. Um, and I mean, even if even if she hadn't had sex with this other woman, like her leaving, her being gone for a month, you're getting ready to leave your job and your family and at your home. Like those are a lot of things to have happen all at once. Um, anyway, so that's a very hard thing to go through. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Now that you put it like that, yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, do you feel, do you feel bad yet, Mariana? I'm just trying to <laughs> add it up. Yeah. I'm just really trying to make you feel terrible. Yeah, thank like. you for making me feel worse, but <laughs> it no. was bad. It was bad. No, but I think I think it shows really like your strength and ability to communicate to each other. Yeah, maybe you don't do it beforehand, but you have worked out a system with each other that you that works, right? You're communicating. Yeah. Well, and maybe that leads to a question like have you have you started communicating before these things at all? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I usually do more. Yeah. I'm more, I, I'm much more like I I always like i think you guys can already <laughs> picture, it. <laughs> picture it like i i usually think about all the consequences of like things that i do like i'm i usually kind of like plan all the consequent consequences of like my act so i'm usually very like I, I do things yeah. like the right way yeah usually. yeah yeah meaning no, sure. i do things the wrong way yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. So, so how? I do my open relationship resume when people look after me. Maybe they want to hook up with me, and now they have this bad resume. Yeah, <laughs> <no> ongoing. <laughs> 
Yeah, but they know if you're interested, you're going to go for it. So yeah. no reservations, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough Enough giving you a hard time. So how... Although that never stops with you. Yeah, that, that just means I like you. <laughs> Ask your mom. It's been, it's been many years of... Uh, I still get a, I'm still going to... You're still giving me a hard time. Yeah. So <laughs> I try to dish it right back. Yeah. <laughs> so how have you two moved forward? Uh, maybe... Like where, what does your relationship dynamic look like today and how did you get there, get there, right? Cause you, you uplifted everything and moved to a new country and where did that. And that was about two you? years ago. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, um, as I was mentioning, when you start talking about open relationship, you start attracting people that think and feel the same way. At least this was how it worked for us. So when we moved here, we're in the middle of like this hurricane and this energetic life of hooking up with our friends in Brazil. And it was all this like amazing time. And then we arrived here in August. So it was end of the summer. Uh, we didn't meet, we didn't know anyone. It was very, very sad for me to be in a place that I don't know anyone. Rob doesn't know anyone. I'm going to work, but like, I'm not going to meet polyamorous friends at work. It's not something that I'm going to talk about with them. Probably there's not like the opening for that. So it was really like tough for me and Rob. And then a friend of ours came from Brazil for a trip and she was saying in her, a couple uh, she know a couple and she was staying in their house. So she was like, oh, you should meet this couple. They're also Brazilian. Meet them. And then we were like, okay, it's always annoying when you have to meet people because other people are asking you to meet, you know, it's like, just because we're Brazilian doesn't mean we're not, we're going to be friends. No, we don't want to, like, we had to go. We didn't know anyone. So we went and then we met this couple. It was very nice. I, I mean, was not that nice. I had a little fight oh, with I had a little fight with him, but it was fine. They were scientists, so they were not like me. I'm I'm I work with marketing. Rob is a designer, and like we've never met scientists in our life. They were a whole different vibe. The scientist was talking about like all this how life is created, things are going on. And I was like, no, like astrology, this is not how it works. And they were like, we had all this creational discussion. And then okay. One month passed. We have a Halloween party with them. We go to the Halloween party and then we go to another party with them because we meet them and they seem nice and the Halloween party, they were very nice to us. So let's go again out with them in November. So we went in October, then we went out again in November. It was, so we arrived in August, September, October, November, three months without kissing anyone except Rob. And I was like, I'm going to die. I need to kiss someone. I don't know what's going on. I need to do something. And Rob was like, yeah, I'm chill. I'm chill. So we went to this party. It was my birthday. And I was, me and Rob and this couple, Rob, I really need to kiss someone. Serious. And Rob was like, okay, why don't you kiss her? Say, Rob, she's a scientist. No, like she's very serious. She's never going to kiss me. And then she was dancing, like coming to me. She says I went to her, but I think she came to me. And then we kissed like out of nothing. And then her boyfriend was like, do you think I can kiss Rob? And I was like, well, Rob has never kissed a guy, but maybe like we're all friends. He likes you so much. Like we're meeting each other maybe. So then everyone kissed. Okay. Everyone kissed. And then we found out a little bit later that they were monogamous. They were married for seven years and they were deciding to be open relationship. He was asking her to be open relationship for about like two years or three. And she was like, no, go to a psychologist. I'm not going to be open relationship. I can, I'm jealous. No, I'll die. Bye. And then out of the blue comes this couple, we kiss them, they kiss us and boom, 
they started to have an open relationship. It was something they were looking for. Maybe it could happen, maybe not. Now they're years ahead of us, right? Like we're so behind. They are like years ahead high profile, going out, dating thirds for us. I like, I don't know how they have this full agenda, but now they're like, they're flying. <laughs> but they became our like brothers and sisters and lovers here in New York. They are the couple that are like, always with us they we had our like first foursome sex experience with them it was very confusing (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of love involved because i think we usually hook up with friends and we usually stay with people we know and it's very very um it's a very loving it's very caring uh, it's very protective we're very protective of one another and we are very close friends but we can also hook up and we can also have all these different dynamics so they were kind of our lifeguards in our safety place here in new york right yeah yeah totally they were they they became our kind of like our family here so yeah and lovers and friends and everyone. and these were and these were people that you didn't originally want to meet in the first place because you were just going because your other friend invited you right <laughs> yeah yeah we and it's funny because they are from our hometown they are from brasilia they're from brazil they're from the capital they were there they made the same high school i made and i never saw them in my life because they are scientists we go like totally different paths i move cities and then we meet them again here and it just, it felt right. And then we travel with them. We go everywhere with them. We're maybe thinking of moving in with them because pandemic got us very alone and the community is like something we're very looking up for. So it was very magical the way it happened for us here in New York. We felt very uh, welcomed by them. Yeah, I, th- I think we have, we have like a lot of, a lot in common. Like we, we, we really like things like, like we, we, we really like similar things and we believe in, in like similar things as well. So I, th- I think we get along very well because we are very like-minded. Yeah. And I think the best part was we, cause I mentioned to you guys, we started being open relationship like in June, July, and then we met them in, in October and they just started being open relationship because they hook up with the two of us. So we were always discovering things together. So we had uh, sex with other person with them for the first time. We So we did things together and we discovered things together. And for me, that was really nice because like we were saying before, if you have like-minded people that are very open to what you're suggesting and they think it's fine and you should go and discover, it's much more fun and you feel much more open to do it and talk about it. Yeah, you almost had a, like, a safe space with them. Yeah. Totally. 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 I, al- I always felt safe with them. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we, I think we've we, like all of us, we are very like going back to the beginning. We are always very open-minded. We are never going to, Oh no, you can't do this. Like, Oh no, I, this is not for me. No, this is like, Oh, let's talk about it. So yeah, it was like kissing a guy, like Rob had never kissed a guy. I never saw him kissing a guy, but when her boyfriend that had also never kissed a guy asked her husband, asked me if he could kiss Rob for me, it was never a shock. Oh my God, no, never. I was like, maybe, maybe Rob wants, you can check with him. 
like see let's see what happens and then but when they kissed I was like I don't want to see I don't want to see I'm so shy and then my friend was like see Maddie's so cute you have to see Maddie they're so cute together and I was like I don't want to see I'm shy I don't want to see this but then eventually it became very natural for us and something that Rob always says is like okay if you want to kiss a guy and not a girl may it be a guy that is very respectful and a guy that will treat you well because there's all this male dominant society now and sometimes they can like touch your butt touch your boob touch somewhere like be something that you don't want them to do and for rob is always more like worrying when like his guys because he want to make sure that this guy is like one of the nice ones and that's why like for me kissing girls is easier because it's always fine like they're girls they're going to respect me and with guys is always something that i have to be really aware of because sometimes there's no respect sometimes they are not going to do nice things that rob won't agree and we know all this background from like how guys can be so meeting them this couple and seeing how how loving they are and how nice he is. And he's such a like a warm heart guy. So for us, it was always very natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it sounds like an incredible couple to have, to have met. And that's, that's awesome. Um, so, so now where you are today, like what are, are you both like dating independently? Do you do most things together? Like how, how does it look today? Like maybe how did it look before COVID happened? And maybe how does it look today? Because my, my guess is it interrupted things in some... COVID did. COVID did, yeah. Yeah, before COVID, we were always hooking up with people in parties and places we went. Like we, me and Robin never had an app. We, we never like searched for anyone while these couple of friends are always in the apps. They're always searching for new people. And we're like, we kind of do our things together. And... It's usually very casual, like... Things like just like goals, like before, like like before. Carefree. We never we never plan. Yes, and then we have a complaint to do because we before after COVID we made our field uh, profile, me and Rob, and we have zero matches. We don't know if we're not, not zero. Okay, two matches. I don't know no, if we're not nice looking. I don't know if people don't want to talk with people like us, but we have a complaint to field folks because. It's hard for me and Rob apps. It's weird. It's sad. It takes time sometimes, and it takes a lot of patience. So I, uh, yeah, you just have to be extremely patient trying to meet people online. That that is an understatement. So it's (laughs) it's not you. Uh, We can see you. It's not you. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think. No, I think it's it's exciting. It just sounds like for you two, everything has always been just fluid. Like, what what experience could we have today? Um, what experience is in front of us? Like, it's a kissing a guy. It's I'm making out with my friend while we're packing our bags. It's like whatever the experience is that's sitting in front of you that could happen, you are both open to it in some capacity. And I think that's, that's a really great way to live it's it's obviously scary and can cause problems at times but you two have found a way to like navigate that and say like we do this slightly differently but we always come back to together and make it work totally i i think we we love each other like very much and it's i think both of us understand this like completely so like in the in all like this journey, this like slow journey, we learned that like our love is like on like 
above anything. So the jealousy like went like very like really down. So it's, it's, it's a, we, I think we trust each other like much more and our insecurities are like much lower, I guess. I think being non-monogamous really help us to chat and to always check with each other. Like, is it okay? Have I done something wrong? What should I do? And we're always very, like we said, talking about it every time. And this made us, made us feel very confident and trustworthy. So there's not a rule. If, if there's ever someone else that we love and we want them to be our boyfriend or girlfriend and stay with us, this will happen naturally. I think everything will always happen naturally to us. And if it's not, we talk about it. And that's why we were thinking, okay, if we want to have kids, is it going to be natural talking with them? How can we portray this? Because for us, it works. When I told my mom, she was like freaking out. And for me, she's the most open person in the world. She's always like agrees with everything. And then I was casually in a, having lunch with her and her friends. I was like, yeah, me and Robbie hook up with our friends sometimes. And she was like, I don't understand. I don't get this. This is not for me. I don't know why I do that. And the lunch was so, so stressed about it and for me someone that i've been always open with that i've always talked to it's being negative about this that for me works out so well so i want this to be something that i pass on to my children like if they don't want to be polyamorous they don't need to be but i want them to be assured that they can be anything they want right because that's how i feel with rob yeah like they can do whatever they want relationship style right uh I guess that leads to another question. Have you, you, you said you told your mom, are you pretty open with most people in your well, yeah, life? Yeah, that's how they make out with everybody. They just tell that's people. That's true. Well, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mariana is much more open than me. Like, I, uh, I'm usually not very open. Like, my parents, they don't know. I don't think they're going to understand. Maybe my mom at some point, but like my father, I'm, I'm completely sure he would not understand i'm i'm kind of like more careful mariana is pretty much open about it. <laughs> i think when we so when we tell people our age it's always very understandable sometimes they hook up with other people too they understand our side they find it interesting they want to discover about themselves it's always we've never got a negative uh position or opinion from anyone our age or, or even like rob's um, family, like younger sister, like people who are our age or younger, they always take it really, really well. Yeah. Who is like really close to us? Like our friends that has like, that are like, like like-minded. We, we usually are very, very, very open. Uh, but like friends from work or like different contexts, I'm, I'm very, very careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a question because, so one of the things that comes up often is people love to define, are you polyamorous? Are you a swinger? What, you know, what are you? People love to put labels on things. And from what I hear, you two are this like perfect example of like, we love our friends. We hook up with our friends, but are we in love with our friends? Are we in love with these people? We're like, for you two, how do you define polyamory versus like what you're doing? Do you define what you're doing as polyamorous? Like how how do you two how do you two look at it? Because I think to like disclaimer, like for me, 
I think people should be able to define this however they want. Well, for both, yeah, and, I agree. I mean, that you can pretty much just describe to people what your relationship dynamic looks like, and then well, right. But I was just curious, like for you two, how do you define it? Because yeah. it's you are in this very like fluid space of like <laughs> yeah, people totally. are just people, yeah, and we're yeah. in love, we're loving, we're making out, we're having sex. So it's very, I don't know, it's an awesome place. But I'm just curious what you think. I I think we. We don't define it actually. Like we 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 usually never define anything. We never like call what we do like some name. Like we usually just like do and try to understand this. Like we never like label things. Like oh no, this is like oh this person we are having something. It's it's usually very casual or fluid as you're like I, I i think i love this uh this word to describe like the the way we do like it's always very very fluid and uh things like just kind of like happen yeah and i think um i would never describe ourselves as monogamous that's what i won't describe ourselves yeah. like we're not monogamous yeah, and we, i think we know what we, we are not we are not <laughs> yeah <laughs> And as much as I respect monogamy because of my grandparents and like people I see, they choose to be monogamous. And for me, that's perfectly fine. Like, that's what I like. I like to be open to everything that people are going to tell us, what they do, how they do it. If one, the two, two or three or four or five or 10 or whoever people are committed and they agree in what they're doing, it's not something that they were like asked to do. For me, that's one thing. If everyone agrees, everything can happen. So that's how I feel about it. Like the way things should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that answer. And I think, you know, the way Rob summed it up is like perfect that you don't define it. And I yeah. think, I oh, think I that's, that I, and I hope honestly that that's something that we start to see more and more people doing. Yeah. Because there's, there's oftentimes this like divider between the poly people and the swingers. And it's oh, like, I'm not a swinger. Oh, I'm yeah, not poly. I, I don't I'm do one that. of the other. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I just, I love that you two are like, we do our thing. We don't call it anything. We just have fun and we, we communicate and we live life. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, I hope people take away that mentality from this conversation. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I can describe ourselves as discover, discover us. I don't even know if that word exists, but we're always trying to discover something about ourselves and about others. So this year, I decided this year was going to be the year that was going to go to sex parties. I really wanted to go. This is something I want to do. I've never been to one. So I was like, my New Year's Eve resolution was 2020 is the year I'm going to go to sex parties. For me, right? You know that idea that I had. Yeah, yeah. She was... She was this, one, this one was a plan. I yeah. <laughs> and then this couple of friends were also like, yeah, we really want to go to sex parties as well. Let's find out. Like what our friend, the, the girl from the couple, she was like, I don't know. I'm a little bit afraid, but we were all very excited to do that. And then COVID happened, so we couldn't go, but I expect we can go soon. And again, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to feel. I don't know what, uh, nothing, but I feel very open to finding out. That for me is the like one thing I want to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so that kind of leads into one of the questions I had and sorry to keep asking all the questions. Emma. I've asked a few, keep going. <laughs> that, what are the, what are the things, maybe something or multiple things that, that each of you are 
excited to explore that you have not explored yet. And I think we now know Sex Parties is on Mariana's list. Yeah. But what, are there other things for each of you? I don't know. I excited about I, I I don't think excited is the word. Maybe curious. Um I'm really curious about like how it would go if we have like some like someone like dating someone because we are always very like casual. So I'm very curious how the dynamics would be like dating someone. Um, I think this is one of the things that I'm more curious. <laughs> I think the same, because I don't think there's something we haven't done. I mean, I've never done sex with Rob and another guy, like only the three of us. And I don't know if I would want that because I think I prefer yeah. having sex with girls, I think. So that's not something I'm very curious about. But definitely dating another girl is something that I think I would want to see how it works. Like, obviously, there has been on all these years, like, a lot, a lot of, no, a few girls that we've hooked up with that I really like and that I would really love to have something if we lived in the same town or if there was something going on and we could and, like, me and Rob agreed and the girl agreed because for us it's always something that we're very concerned about the third person that comes to our relationship. So I think that would be something that I would be really curious to know as well. And... Sex parties, of course. I think we've had sex in four, and it was very confusing. But I will uh, try again in more I, people I and try see how would it work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're always very nervous, of course. All the first times are very nervous. You don't know what to do with your body, with another person's body, a third, a fourth. And you're like, you get kind of confused. So I would really want to try it again and see how it would work. I think experience more. A little bit maybe more kinky. Kink? Kink, I would like to experience more as well and see how it would go. Just explore what I yeah. like. Because sometimes I feel that as a woman, it was not talked a lot in my childhood and with my family, what I could explore, what could I do, what are the things that I like. Rob is always asking me what I like. And I'm like, I don't know. I never thought about it. <laughs> Should I like this? Maybe. So that's something that I'm really really want to figure out more about myself my desires and that's a great question for me like what i want to find out more about mm -hmm. i love that yeah yeah you can't relate to that at all no <laughs> i can also, i can also relate to what you just said <laughs> so what what are what what are the way what is the way that you have each seen the other person over the last two years since you started exploring this Right, Mariana, what is the way you've seen Rob grow the most? And Rob, what is the way you've seen her grow the most? I think the way that I've seen Rob grow the most is he finally speaks when he doesn't like. He asks questions. He is all, like Rob was always a very silent person. And now he's a person that really expresses himself. And I've seen him grow a lot in that uh, sense because He's always telling me how he feels, and that way I can tell him how I feel. So I've seen him grow more in a personal way, and also in a 
I know you are always very open-minded, but I think I've seen him being very open-minded with everything. So he doesn't get nervous with me as I thought in my preconceived mind that a guy would be if he'd see something I'm doing that he doesn't like. He doesn't get nervous. He gets very patient. And I think he has grown a lot in being a man, being a supportive man, being a, a man that speaks up, being a man that is caring, a man that hugs, that kisses, that loves. He is, is very impressive to see i don't think i say speak that to myself but to all my friends that are girls and guys like how he can be a very loving and welcoming person in all situations i think i've seen you grow oh. congrats <laughs> um about mariana i it's it's hard to say because it's it's a lot of changes in i think two years there is like a lot of other things that uh play some part as well but i but i think this like specific thing about like uh having an open relationship i think mariana is a it's a much more uh confident person in like in herself and and in me i guess because i i before all of this like more than two years ago i always felt that she was always uh worried about me like leaving or something or me like uh falling in love with another person and i don't see that like happening anymore like like zero percent so. now i cheer for him please hook up with that girl she's so <laughs> yes. cute go. she's looking at you rob you're sleeping and i'm like go 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 yes go, yes rob. it's and actually like, the opposite stop doing so... that in front of people go rob go <laughs> I, I think both of us we are like much more like confident persons uh -huh. like on each other and ourselves. in ourselves as well so i think it was like a gr like growing like a person and growing like a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, that's amazing. And it's especially like with the big move too, like that it's not just, you've had so many changes in the last few years that I'm so excited to see where your relationship grows and what new experiences you get to have. I think it's really exciting. Um, one of the question I had was how in, as you explore, do you keep yourself both physically and sexually safe? Because that's something that we like to talk about a lot is, you know, in, in non-monogamous types of relationships, it can be a concern of a lot of people's rightfully. So I, I think, I think we're always like, I think we're always kind of like first, uh, we, we are usually, I think we never like had sex with a person that wasn't like, a friend yeah so first step i think it's it's there for us second step i think we we like we, with each other we are like of course much more open we are always like we're never gonna do something that the other one doesn't know uh -huh. so we always use condoms of course whenever we are people, with other people yes. and also like if we're gonna use uh toys or something we always have to clean it before. It's always something that is like very because we're worried about it. And if we feel something, we always go to the doctor. Yeah. Mm, I think that, but the majority because it's only friends. And I think like, that's what I think when, if we go to sex, if, and when we go to sex parties, like safe sex protection, like condoms and asking about, and there's a lot of like, okay, if you want to use a sex toy, are you okay of using? So if yes, let's put a condom. How should we do that? Like all these things that 
it's very important. So I think that's like number one thing for us if we're yeah. having sex with mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the friendship part is well, because it builds that level, at least a baseline level of trust, level of trust with yeah. somebody, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground, amazing ground, <laughs> and uh, we we uh, you don't know this yet because it hasn't happened, but we we talked about your book in the intro, and we wanted to give you time, Mariana, to tell us about uh, more about your book. Um, so when we screw it up, that you can correct everything that we said wrong, <laughs> and then tell us what what inspired it and and what what people can expect out of it. So the book happened because I was talking to this couple of friends of ours, and they have friends that have kids and they have open relationship. And how are they going to tell their kids that they have an open relationship? The kid is five. How should they talk about it? And since I told you, like my mom had this whole thing about me being in an open relationship, I thought to myself, how can I make it rela uh, relatable to a kid to know that she is in a polyamorous dynamic? Her parents are in a polyamorous dynamic. Let me rephrase that. So how a kid can feel relatable to another kid that has polyamorous parents. So I remember when I was a kid, my mom read a book to me called Two of Everything and is a girl and a, bro a boy. They are brother and sister and they have parents that split up. And then they have two of everything, two cakes, two dogs, two houses, two parties, two everything. And my mom had just split up with my dad. And for me, that book really helped me a lot because I could see other kids had something that I just have and I could relate to that. So I thought, okay, let me find if there's anything. Me and Rob want to have kids in like the next couple of years. So what should I tell my kid? How should I do it? And then I looked up and I couldn't find any children's book on the topic. And I really try to find something. There are books that are similar about diverse types of families, LGBTQ families and books of different types of family relationships, but I couldn't find anyone that di directly related to uh, polyamorous parents. Yeah. So I see me and Rob in that dynamic and, and maybe in, in the future, like what should we have for our kid? I wanted to create something that would represent that and make them feel belonging and make them identify themselves with like I did when I was a kid. So I wrote a book, it's called A Caller Named Love and is relatable to everything we talk now because it's about love and all its forms and how can you be loved and know that there's different forms of love because in a polyamorous relationship, a parent can put you to sleep while another can give you food, while another can take you to school. So it takes the village word, gets a whole new dimension because then you have all these parents and all these caregivers around and the children has always someone and somewhere to be and be safe and be loved. So exactly as I had with my family, but they were in a monogamous dynamic. And how can I portray that as a bigger family for a different type of love and a different different type of relationship? So that's why I decided to create that book. I'm so excited to read it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I love it. And we, you know, when you reached out, we were, you told us what you were doing and we were like, yeah, I mean, why? The world needs more resources for people of uh, doing this. So we, we really. And I love that you found a missing piece and you're like, well, I'm just going to create something to fill that piece because why not? I can do it. And that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, you, you forgot one thing. What? Like we are, we are actually thinking about having a baby as well. So. Yeah, no, I mentioned we want to have kids in like a couple yeah. of years. So, I mean, like Rob said, if we have 
a boyfriend or a girlfriend? How are we going to tell them? How can we say and how can we make it more natural? Because it is really natural. So that's why I decided to create the book. And I hope uh, with the Kickstarter, we can launch it and it can help all sorts of parents and it can go and be spread out. Because for me, that's the key reason I wrote it, because I want to spread how loving forms and how different types of relationships are positive, are good. And different is not bad. It's only different. So that's why I want to portray that. Yeah. Yeah, I like the name of the book, too. Oh, I the do, color too. Name love. Yeah. So well done. Well done. Well, and we'll have more in- information in the intro and outro of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the links for everything you need to know about it. And how uh, to support. And how to support the Kickstarter are in the show notes. Uh, which we will tell you how to get to in the intro. (laughs) Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you two wanted to share with us or the community at large? I don't know. I I think pretty much we talked about... Yeah, we covered everything. (laughs) Got it all? Yes, I think so. Well, if not, we can always have you back on for part two. Yeah, well, I think we should in a little while to see where their journey goes. Well, yeah, especially you, you mentioned in passing that you might be moving in with this other couple, and that could be a whole new a whole new chapter. So that'd be yes, totally. We're excited. Well, well, hopefully we have good news if we make part two about the book, about where yeah, it all went, about everything, about everything our baby, our life, whatever. So there we go. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much again for reaching out and for sharing everything that you did. And we can't wait to get this story out there. Yeah, without a doubt. So thank you both and have a wonderful evening. Thank you, guys. You too. Thank you for having us and for not being very harsh on me, for being very carefree. But (laughs) I hope I learned something. No, I think, honestly, like to me, the in all of the interviews we have done, uh, the I'm trying to think back, I think and, and not to like paint what you did as like an infidelity or cheating. I mean, I guess. Technically, if you were to look at the rule book, it probably was, right? But mm-hmm. like the majority, if not all of the people that we've had on the show who have cheated or or that done break some, a trust. that broke the broke the rule, so to speak, have all been have all been women. And I think that that it is super fascinating. I think so. I would say most of them. If yeah. I wouldn't we've interviewed a lot of people. <laughs> and I just I think it's I think it's amazing that like when you share or when they all share these stories that the way that they're able to come back together and figure out a path forward that works for everybody. And that the, yeah, there's some rebuilding that needs to happen, but it doesn't like a mistake or seeking adventure or exploring doesn't mean you're like a terrible person who can never be trusted and never live a life a successful life because you did one thing right and i think that's an important takeaway for all of those episodes and and this one included yeah totally i i actually i i really don't like the word like cheating because like cheating is when you have like really uh, like a rule book you you have to have a rule book to cheat to go against and, the rules and like yeah. nobody has a rule book no nobody like knows all the rules and people are always kind of like assuming like Baz's own society based on 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 what we know and what is like normal 
but we don't have a, this this rule book of something. So cheating, I, I think cheating is like a really heavy word for being like uh, like being with another person or or or, or doing something that the other person would be said. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think. Oh. Every day. New rules. Every yeah, day. no, and I, th- I think too, right? The the lead up to what happened, it's not like you two had said, like Rob, you had said, I don't ever want you to ever kiss or do anything with another person, right? You two were making out with people. You were like, you were building momentum in that direction, yeah. And she sort of took it to a new level without getting clearance for takeoff and the timing yeah. could have been a little better too <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> I mean, that was definitely a big piece of it <laughs> but, but no i think we're not here to judge people and no, we, we are appreciative of your vulnerability and sharing things that are not easy sometimes to admit so we appreciate it exactly thank you so much you guys yeah thank you and again have a have a wonderful night and we will uh, be in touch for part two. Yay! <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much, Thank guys. You. And we're back. Thank you so much to Marianne and Rob for reaching out to us, for writing your book, for spreading the love. We're so excited to support the work you're doing and to get your story out there. So thank you both. Yeah, and thank you for writing the book, as Emma just said. Uh, and listeners, thank you for going over and supporting. Mariana's book. Again, we are not being paid by her or anybody affiliated with her book to do this. And we just love what she's doing and we love to support other people doing great things in the community. Yep, exactly. Thank you. So I wasn't sure if I was going to say it all. <laughs> you got it there. Um, we just wanted to do a quick reminder. So our meet next virtual meet and greet is this coming Friday, November 13th from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern time. And those virtual meet and greets, we get to all together in a big Zoom room. We do some icebreakers. Then we split up and do uh, in your rooms with like three or four other people. You have an icebreaker question. And then we bring you back and scramble the rooms and do it all over again. We, these have been growing every month. They've been a blast. We would love to have you come join us. They're open to everyone and they're $10. So go sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the meet and greet tab. Nailed it. Nailed it. And probably talked a little fast. You've been practicing. (laughs) (laughs) And we also, uh, again, huge thank you to the Patreon supporters. Again, if you're not familiar with what Patreon is, it is a way to support creators. So there's podcasters, musicians, artists of all different types. And you can basically sign up for a monthly subscription. For us, it's $2, $5, or $10. And basically with with that, what you get is various things. So for the $2 level, we do the monthly Q&As that, that we mentioned in the intro. And that's really just a way to come together with the community to help each other out, ask each other questions, get questions answered. And then uh, at the $5 and up level, we have a men's group and a women's group, which is uh, really just a way to connect in a little more intimate, smaller space with, you know, similar people to you and talk about the things that are pressing. So we do those once a month as well. What else? Am I missing anything major? I think you got it all. The major things. You get a couple, you get discounts on the, the meet and greets that basically offset the cost of your um, monthly Patreon subscription. So $5 saves 50% or $5 off. And 
If you don't believe us that this is awesome, there's 130 other people who've already signed up and it's just amazing. So we love it. Thank you so much to all the Patreon supporters out there. We really, really appreciate it. <laughs> and we just, yeah, this is what, this is why we do the show is to grow this community and spread the love. So as I said earlier. A color named love. Yeah. Nice one. Nailed it. <laughs> Brought it back around. Again, everything you just listened to us ramble about for the last three minutes. If you want to learn more about it, head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on any of the relevant pages <laughs> and learn about whatever thing you want to learn about. Yes. And next week, we have an interview with Chloe and Drew. This is actually a part two episode. So Chloe and Drew are on the show a little while ago, episode 89. So we encourage you to go back in the next week and listen to episode 89. And then next Wednesday, you'll be ready to listen to part two. That way you can come in all fired up. and you can <laughs> Ready be, to go. You can have your side on my team, Chloe, and my team, Drew, who... You know, who are we rooting for? Yeah. So you're going to want to come back and listen in a week. And I think that's all we got. That's it. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.